0: gather round join us for a spell there is magic to be found and stories here to tell feed the fire merry meat dare to more than dabble all are welcome at our hearth for a little
1: Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hi. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Uh, We're very excited today. Uh, We have a very, I think, super interesting topic to talk about.
0: I'm excited about it. I know nothing about it.
1: And I am also excited because we're in the same place. I know. We're separated by a door, so we're safe. But we both have half of our vaccines. Yes. So we
0: wore our masks when we were in the same actual room. Team Pfizer, baby. Oh my gosh, Team Moderna. I'm so jealous. That's the Dolly Parton no one. And I'm jealous because I hear Pfizer like is totally rocking it out of the park.
1: I mean it's pretty great. Except the day afterwards sucked real bad. But oh.
0: otherwise <laughs> Mine is gonna suck like awful. <laughs> yeah,
1: so but they're both
0: good. Both of, oh, the, yes. Both yes. of the vaccines are good. I've so lost yeah. track of
1: where we were for a yeah. second. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what you don't know is we had a whole conversation, and now it's in the ether.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're parting the curtain for you. Mm -hmm. Before we get started today, I have a little bit of fireside chat I wanted to talk about. Yes, please. First of all, I have a therapy update. (gasps) Dun-dun! My therapist and I had a conversation about how I like homework, uh, and then she gave me homework, and then it was really hard to do, and I didn't like oh, really? do it all the way because i got really scared about it uh and it was a journaling exercise which like i you journal that i, I journal all the time but oh. it was like it was one of those things where it's like identifying a feeling and then writing down evidence that supports that feeling and then evidence that contradicts that feeling so when oh. you're like being crappy to yourself you like identify like uh the truth of that feeling (laughs) it's really hard that's an amazing exercise i hate it but it's also good it's good it's good but i hate it (laughs) wow so therapy update therapy still going strong still like my therapist uh the therapy homework is is harder than um english lit homework i just want to say that
0: well english lit i mean (laughs) wow
1: i don't remember that homework being as hard as this homework yeah (laughs) <laughs> Was it as personal
0: as his homework, English Lit? I, I mean, mean, maybe sometimes. Maybe sometimes, but yeah, most of the time probably not. Probably not. But it, yeah. Oh, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. So she sounds awesome. Is She? she, she yeah, that she's pretty great. She's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to talk about is I wanted to say thank you to the listeners who have left us reviews on iTunes because we read them all. And Detta sees them before me because I don't have an Apple situation. I have a Samsung situation and a PC situation. So Detta always sees them first and then texts them to me. See, and... it's
0: another way we are different but still get along. Yeah. <laughs> Apple versus <laughs> PC. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, but we we see them all. And every time she sends me one, it just like totally elevates my day. And, and we just really appreciate it.
0: I'm going to piggyback on that. Uh, to all of you listeners. um, I get text messages from people that that I know, and people that I had no idea were interested in which stuff. And a really good friend of my daughter's, who like started listening to the podcast, I'll just call her M. If you're listening, I want to say thank you for getting my daughter to listen to our podcast. (laughs) I just find it hysterical. (laughs) And uh, a couple of my other daughters, I believe, are also. But I love you, all three of you, you know, very, very much. And yeah, and all the listeners, I love. It's so fun reading, reading what you like. And we just really appreciate it. Thank you for the reviews. It helps boost us in the algorithms. And that's always fun to have new people find us.
1: And it just, it means, I don't know. I know I'm pretty sure it's probably the same for Detta, but it means a lot to me to know that like we have brought any kind of lightness or yep. laughter or Ditto. Um, knowledge yeah, into I love your it. life. It sends a thrill through yeah. me. So yeah, thank you. Piggyback, piggyback,
0: piggyback. Yay. All of you out there and for those of you, I, I don't mm-hmm. see Spotify. For those of you doing whatever you do on Spotify, we really appreciate that as well.
1: Heck yeah. That is making faces.
0: I remember the other thing I wanted to talk about. Oh good. Uh, I want to throw out you're probably going to remember her name better than me. I think her name is Jax Writes Songs on TikTok and on Spotify.
1: Oh, She yeah. has a
0: song called I Can Teach You Bitchcraft, and the video is to die for. Oh,
1: it's very, very
0: good. Freaking hysterical. So to see that in contrast to how I got to know her and all this stuff that I got to know her, I just want to say... It's a really nice view. I don't know that she's a witch, but if she was, it's a really nice view of a well-rounded witch. And also Wonderlust is also starting to post some of her outside activities as well. And it's just really fun seeing just the well-rounded human being that witches are. So it's really, I just wanted to shout that out.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, I suppose we should uh I suppose it's not like leaving you in suspense cuz you probably read the title card, but we are talking today about chakras in general and the first two of the major seven chakra system, mm-hmm. which I know
0: nothing about. And well, that's not true. I know a teeny bit about and I'll tell you what I do know, but it's oh so little.
1: I love. So, this is something about which I actually know quite a lot um i'm not saying that i'm an expert obviously but i i i do know i've studied a lot about this so it's really exciting to me to be able to bring something to the podcast that i can maybe teach Detta a little bit about because usually it's the other yeah way around.
0: i think i'm going to be learning a lot today i'm really excited
1: so first things first shall we head into the library
0: let's head into the library
1: we haven't been there in a
0: while Not for a long time. I was thinking that as my editing, and I was like, wow, that sound effect hasn't been here. Oh, and here it comes now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We're in the library.
1: First things first. I want to uh, make a statement real quick that I recognize that my formal training came from a yoga training Uh, that I took here in the States at a predominantly white yoga studio. Okay. Okay. Um, I was fascinated by the topic of yogic philosophy and Vedic medicine and the chakra system. And uh, two lectures was not enough for me. Got it. (laughs) So I went on to do a lot more uh, researching and learning on my own. Uh, I've tried to do that from as many places as I could from as many different uh, practices and schools of thought as I could because there are a lot of them with something so old. Um, But I am not an expert in Vedic practices and I hope that I can present what I do know as like truthfully and respectfully as possible uh, towards ancient practices. That's great. Um, Just so that everybody knows that's where I'm coming from not trying to present this like I wrote the book on it. I certainly did not. Uh, but it's something that fascinates me very, well, very much. Well,
0: and I think especially with our discussion with Jim last week about the the ownership or lack thereof of palmistry and the books that were written that's really it's really cool that you're that you're acknowledging that, and that you, and that you explored so many different things, and I just, yeah, yeah. and I, I just want to say, uh, referring back to that as well, I'm just learning about the Romani people, and I, always thought until last week, uh, even in the reading that I've done, that they, uh, the, that they started, that their hub was in Romania, that their origins, origins, that's the word I was looking for, were in Romania. And I learned last week from Jim and you that they weren't, they were actually in India. So, you know, we can always just keep learning.
1: (laughs) And I The the migration of that culture is so fascinating to me.
0: So anyway, so thank you.
1: But yeah, um, so I don't have a list of resources, which is unlike me, uh, but the reason is because A lot of this is stuff that I have cultivated over the last three or four years. So I just, I don't have them. However, they are easily findable.
0: So, did you go to certain practices and go down those research paths? Is that like.
1: So, I started. With There's a lot of uh, online websites that have translations of the Bhagavad Gita. Oh, nice. So I looked at that or the Yoga Pradipika. (laughs) Uh, Also, I took lessons in how to pronounce Sanskrit. I do not speak Sanskrit, so I will not probably pronounce them perfectly. But um, That is amazing.
0: So what was the second one? I've heard of the
1: Bhagavad Gita.
0: I've heard of that one, but the second one I've never heard of. The Yoga
1: Pradipika. It's like a... It's like one of their original, original, it's air quotes around that, uh, yoga texts. Great. Uh, back when yoga was not yet uh, necessarily a physical practice. Oh, well, I didn't know that either. Yeah, yoga as a practice uh, began as a meditation practice. And it literally means union. And anyway, that's not the point of today. Oh, but sorry, sorry. That's okay. okay. I could just talk about it for ages and ages. Uh, but chakras... Um, there's a lot of different schools of thought and a lot of different systems, and the system that you probably are familiar with. Actually, why don't you tell me what you do know about chakras or what, okay. you, what you've heard or what you're understanding? Cool. Is. So,
0: I originally thought there were. Is it the 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 picture that we all see of the person in the lotus position and mm-hmm. the colors that? go up your body and I originally thought okay those are our chakras I also thought it was chakras and not chakras which I learned from Corey I have since learned that there are hundreds and hundreds in our body and I had heard uh, from another Indian human that there are 192 main ones that those are the main but there are so much more than that that he wasn't even covering and then the other thing that I know, I don't know what system. It's I did not know it was Vedic. Didn't know that. I also learned in massage school. That makes a lot of sense. How to open chakras with a pendulum. And we learned how to do that in massage school. And I have since learned that that is a very Western thing that is not... The original practice that it's not about opening chakras but I don't remember what it is about and I was like I'm gonna wait and I I literally found this out two weeks ago and I was like I know we're doing this episode and I'm gonna hear from Corey about why we don't open them and all that good kind of stuff or maybe we do but why it's Western and
1: we're gonna definitely talk about that I have a burp sorry excuse me I have a burp that's trying so hard
0: I have sniffles that are just like, don't want to stop.
1: Get out of my body, <laughs> demon.
0: <laughs> Be gone, demon. Be Lord gone. Lord have
1: mercy. Um, okay. So the chakra system that you're talking about, yeah. the seven chakra system, yeah. the six that are in the body and the one that floats just above the crown, mm-hmm. that is a system that came mainly from a 1577 text by Yita and it was translated in 1918, not well. And yeah. so that is sort of the, the, uh, the idea of the seven chakras that go up the main core of the body and they all have these colors and you can open and close them and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. That is from that text pretty much exclusively there from are,
0: 1918.
1: Well, from 1577. Oh, okay. Translated in 1918. Got so, it. it's sort of <laughs> a lot of what I've researched has said like western ideas and not just western meaning like America mm-hmm. or like even western Europe, but like western meaning the feedback loop of western ideology on India. So like wow. even some Indian practices reflect this as well, and a lot of them are based on a bad translation of a text from 1577 that already kind of didn't necessarily have legs. Now, I wasn't there. (laughs) And also, like, I've never read this text, so I don't know. I can't speak to the validity of that, but uh, that is what is widely understood. Got it. So, in this system, there are seven chakras, six within the body and one just above the crown. However, in different practices, there are different numbers of chakras recognized. And I suppose I should cover what a chakra is. There are pathways of energy in the body called nadis. Okay? Like N-A-D-I. And where two of these nadis intersect, there is a chakra. Oh, wow. Okay? There are some numbers that say there are 36,000 chakras in the body whoa 72,000 naughties so when we think about that I like to think about that because it puts in perspective that the body is a bigger picture than we often think it is and I think that's really important
0: can I the- ask a question yes please. um and I don't want to get us off topic do these relate at all to the same systems of acupuncture or Chinese medicine?
1: Depends on the practice.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. But probably,
1: yeah. I mean, I know wow. that um, I took a workshop in Ayurvedic medicine and they talk about those chakras and acupuncture and food and stuff like that a lot. So,
0: same thing, but different perspective and different development. Different
1: applica- application, I guess, is oh, the word I too. would use. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Thank you. So, yes. Yeah. And, I want to also say, like, this practice is enormous, and just like languages, it's slightly different all over. Right?
0: I'm going to ask you another question. Hit me. So we're talking about all this, and I assume you're going to tie this into witchcraft. And if you're not, I'll cut that. I am. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about that
1: when we get to the specific two chakras when we move out to the bonfire. I'll talk about that That is awesome. Yeah.
0: That is awesome uh what was i i won't ask so many questions until we get to the bonfire again
1: (laughs) that's fine i love questions hit me with all your questions uh and i'll answer them to the best of my ability and if i don't know something i promise i will say i don't know uh but the three main nadis that create the seven chakra system that we know are i have them written down because sometimes i forget how to pronounce things The three main nadis that make up the seven chakra system that we think about the most often are the ida nadi, which is the left side of the body, the lunar side, the cooling side, the feminine side traditionally, the pingala nadi, which is the right side, solar side, the male side, power center, and then the shushumna, which is the center, which is basically the spine column, okay? Mm -hmm. So from the base of the spine through the skull. And if you look at it, it kind of looks like a what's that thing—the medical thing, the cadicus? Oh like yeah, the snakes. Mm-hmm. And it sort of looks like that. And there's a lot of theories about that, but we're not going to go there.
0: I have a ton of research on that actually, yeah, which I, I will—I'll uh, talk I to you, you Corey, about because um, <laughs> yeah, I'm writing a book and it's in it.
1: Yeah. So these nadis are where prana or life force flow through, okay? So when they intersect and they meet up and they cross and they collect, they create a spinning wheel or disc or whirlpool. Uh, So where these channels of prana or life force intersect, they create what is called a chakra, which is translated to mean wheel or disc. A lot of people also think of them like a spinning whirlpool. And I think that's an important thing to think about because they're not stationary, right? So they're in motion, they're spinning, and they all have their own unique frequency and pace and even direction. Mm. And there are, again, thousands of these all over your body. Wow. Now, what I have learned in my research is that it is really important not to think about these like a literal thing. Okay. Okay? Okay they are part of the uh, subtle body they are part of the energetic self and by thinking about them as literal objects you remove a lot of their scope you remove a lot of their of their meaning and their capacity cool so that's enough I think like background okay and i'd love to get into the bottom two the first two of the main seven system sure but i just want you all to know that there are a lot of chakra systems out there and that if you're interested please 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 do a lot of looking and research and there's a ton of really great information out there and i encourage you to look at websites that end in org .dot <laughs> uh, or edu.
0: oh that's That is great advice.
1: Yeah, when it comes to this stuff, because a lot of it's ancient, and a lot of it says it's ancient, Uh and a lot of it isn't ancient. Here's another
0: clue. When you start to see the exact same wording Mm -hmm. over and over again, you know that somebody has taken that material from someplace else, and it might be legitimate, but it might not be. Yeah.
1: And it's- J- super it's just super important to to go for a wide variety of things but also look for things that are um accredited or educational or um written by somebody of that faith or culture mm-hmm. JSTOR. store store baby
0: or as i like to call it jester, jester. <laughs> i think they just forgot the you i'm sorry i mean sure i'm sure they did
1: sure <laughs> uh shall we head out to the bonfire yeah let's do it Okay. Yes. So the f- bottom two chakras of the seven chakra system Okay. are called muladhara.
0: Muladhara.
1: Or root chakra. Root chakra. Or And the second one is the svadhisthana, okay. which is the sacral chakra.
0: Svadhisthana? Did I get it? Svadi, Svadi, Svadi. sthana, Stana. Oh, svadhisthana. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right, awesome.
1: And so... They are the root and the solar plexus. So we're starting from the bottom. You'll find this type of explanation a lot because the imagery of the lotus is incredibly popular and important Mm. for uh, the chakra system. A lot of systems don't think of them like a disc or a wheel, but actually like a Padma or a lotus blossom. Okay. And the beautiful thing about lotuses, lotuses, lotus, lotus,
0: loti, I don't know.
1: Lotuses. Whatever the plural is of that. The beautiful thing about the lotus is that it starts in the dirt, in the mud, and grows up towards the sun. The beautiful thing about the nadis that go up the central channel is that they follow that sort of visualization, right? They're growing from the roots up towards uh, samadhi or bliss by Mm. manifesting through the top chakra, right? The crown. So... The root chakra, the muladhara, what do you associate with it? What do you know about it? How does it
0: look to you? It's red. Okay. And it has to do with uh, sexual energy. It has to do with all of our primal needs, our uh, food, shelter, security, money, uh, and all of that. That's what... That's what I learned. Okay. Is that right at all? I mean, it's
1: not, <laughs> it's not wrong. Um, so basically, the root chakra is often represented as the color red. Okay. Okay. Uh, it is often a four-petaled lotus. Okay.
0: And what was the other... There was one word that you called it Uh, mod... Pen- a pod... Padma? Yeah, I don't know what that is.
1: Padma is, uh, it means lotus. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey. Yeah.
0: I don't know about you all, but I'm learning a lot today
1: <laughs> and so, loving it. It's a four-petaled padma or lotus, and it is often the color red, and it has uh a root syllable attached to it, so all of
0: like a Sanskrit
1: syllable. Yes, yeah, like oh, cool. like a sound. So the Sanskrit alphabet is is deeply important to chanting and and um, meditation. Mm-hmm. And there's, I could go on and on about Sanskrit. Alf- I love, ooh, I love the power of of words Me and, too. and sounds. But the root word for the Muladhara chakra is lum lum it's spelled like lamb pronounced like thumb wow lum and you'll probably find if you go on youtube or even spotify or wherever you get your music you'll be able to find playlists that are like root chakra sound or vibration Mm -hmm. and they'll play the the pitch that is associated with that and it's meant to stimulate or or quote-unquote open or whatever your specific chakras and it's because there is a music to the sanskrit alphabet and wow. the language and so it's like important yeah and the uh element that it is associated with is earth so if you were trying to apply that to your witchy practice you might put it in the same school as the pentacles okay right uh, and any other sort of earthbound knowledge that you have, any systems that you use. It it lives at the base of your spine, uh, your pelvic floor, and it is sort of, in a lot of practices, it is the essence of, of the waking state, okay? So what that means is your, like, physical existence, and it is often associated with a sense of uh, your basic needs: food, water, shelter. Are they met? Right. So, if to make it very, very simplified, if your root chakra is rotating at a pace that is optimum for you, uh, it it would mean you feel grounded and safe and secure. Wow. Right. Now, the reason for the color. There's a lot of discussion about this. Mm -hmm. My favorite is that chakras actually have no color.
0: Oh, really? And what
1: they do is they reflect the elements with which they are associated. Okay. So the red earth. And then the next one is orange, right? And that's because it is a sort of mixture of the root and then the next one, the Manipura. So we'll get there. But it reflects that red earth color. And I love that. I love the idea of them being uh, clear because basically what that means is you have some sort of impact mm-hmm. on filling them with that color, of making them he- healthy. That's the wrong word, but you know what I mean.
0: Imbalance.
1: In Imbalance, In yeah. It is, I. this is one of my favorite chakras.
0: Ro- the root chakra.
1: yeah, because I I do better when I'm when it feels like it's in balance and it doesn't take a lot for me to feel really off balance wow with the root chakra. so mm-hmm. it's something I focus on a lot. and there's a lot of thought that says you have to balance one before you can balance the next can balance the next. I say, I say throw that out the window because there are (laughs) going to be never be balanced. Yeah. You'll never get there if you have to start from one after the other, after the other. Now the idea of, we're going to go on to the Svadhisthana first and then we'll go there.
0: I'm going to try to say it again. Svadhisthana.
1: Nailing it. All right. So the Svadhisthana chakra, the root syllable for that were for that chakra is Vam. Vam. And this mantra, this root syllable, this, from my research and in my understanding, harkens back to a time when yoga and meditation kind of were the same thing. And yoga literally just meant to sit with your breath and find union with your body and your breath. Okay. Yoga meaning union, meaning your union with the universe. Like the everything, the, little, the lowercase s self, the uppercase s self. Mm-hmm and the universe and so to invoke this vibe you would chant the root syllable and you would probably use your mala to to count all 158 158 don't quote me on that okay because now i can't remember the number but uh (laughs) all of the each of the beads of the mala corresponds with a a letter of the Sanskrit alphabet. Oh
0: my gosh. So I you had would, no idea.
1: So you would... It's 108 because there's 54 letters and there's a, ma- a masculine and a feminine side. So what you would do is you would meditate and you would, for each bead of the mala, which is 108 beads plus a guru bead, you would m- repeat that mantra. So you would just repeat, "lum," and then big breath, "lum," and just like this repetitive frequency. Would affect your frequency. Got it. So, and this is
0: for not the root chakra, but the
1: what is it called? The sacral chakra. Yeah. Oh, sacral. Sacral. Thank you.
0: Sorry. It Went out of my head for a second. So the sacral chakra. How dare you? I know. I'm like, (laughs) not enough coffee. (laughs) Uh,
1: But the Svaristana, What do you know about the sacral chakra?
0: So about the sacral chakra, it's yellow. (laughs) So I go to all those colors. And that is a little bit more about um, gut, uh, home, family, love. That's the most I know about that one. Excellent. Yeah. So how how close or off am I on that?
1: So the Svadhisthana. Or the sacral chakra is often depicted as an orange color, like a rusty orange Oh,
0: color. it's orange, not yellow. Oh, I yep. skipped. That's okay. You skipped oh, one. You went, up to the,
1: you went up to the Manipura. It's fine. We've okay. all done that. All right. Uh, <laughs> and okay. its its root syllable is vum. Vum. Like thumb, but with a V. Yeah.
0: Vum. Vum.
1: And it is a rusty orange in color, and it lives sort of... In the sacrum, the hips, the bowl of the sort of like reproductive situation, no matter right, like what gender or, or <laughs> lack thereof that you are, it's going to live in that, uh, like the bowl of that space.
0: So like creation. Yes. Yeah.
1: And this is a chakra that is often, it's, it's about the sensual world it's sexual energy it's your physical experience so
0: that's where the sexual and sensual energy is not the root shock okay cool cool
1: because you can might you might think of it as like climbing the hierarchy of yes and this is about your physical experience okay right so the the taste of a a really ripe plum or the embrace of someone you care about or the like feeling of a nice hot bath on a cold evening like mm. with a book right this is your sensual experience okay okay it is uh sort of the dreamy it's a dreamy sort of vibe it's water is its element so you might think of it with your cups okay or other watery practices yeah. that you do in your witchcraft and it is I know I said the root chakra is like my favorite but this is one of my favorites because I think it's an important reminder to us to enjoy the world around us mm-hmm. with all of the senses that we have
0: my guess would be this is going to be my wife's favorite
1: Uh, Probably. Yeah. Knowing her. Yeah. It is uh, it is when it's in, quote, balance, Mm -hmm. when it's nice and open, (laughs) uh, we might be relishing in our experience. And when it's maybe more closed or the way I like to think of it spinning at too low a frequency, it might mean you're having a hard time finding enjoyment got it or pleasure right wow so wow there are And a if lot you're of... so
0: centered in trying to be safe and and secure and you're working all the time of course it'd be hard to get this yeah. one in balance so you're missing such a huge part of exactly wow wow and there's
1: there's a lot of here's the thing is there's a lot of interconnectivity mm-hmm. One of my favorite books is called The Inner Traditions of Yoga and it talks about The koshas and the kleshas and the Wheel of suffering basically Oh
0: my gosh you just said so many words well I knew The wheel of suffering but the what yeah. the Klosha and the
1: The koshas and the Kleshas okay. wow. and it Basically is about how We don't really See the world We see the world through our lens And the stories that we tell about it Okay. And I think that's important to remember and think about when you're studying the chakras. Okay. Because there are there are days when I am fully like, the world is an illusion, man. And like, <laughs> we're just in it. And then there are other days where I'm like, the world is like a heavy, real, tangible feeling. Wow. And so just remember that like, this is all connected to a much bigger system and to isolate the chakras from that context is to diminish them i think
0: just like you were saying earlier don't make them too literal or you diminish their meaning and their uses
1: because use would you say application application Application. because like there's there's this thing that uh we talked about a lot in my training which was the the lowercase s self and the uppercase s self nice so there's the shell okay the gross body right the 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 meat and bones and that's sort of the lowercase s self got it whereas the subtle body the energetic body is the capital s self you know yeah and is that like
0: ch- ego or is that different than ego It's different Ego. okay yeah self as in, okay got it
1: it's this is sort of like like you always say the spiritual self having a human experience yeah so there's your container, and then there's the thing that it contains. Got it. And I say this a lot in the yoga classes that I teach, but especially when you're thinking about chakras, I, it's important to think about the fact that you are bigger than your container. Mm-hmm. Right? You extend beyond your container. <sighs> Which is
0: why sometimes it gets so uncomfortable, I think. I really do. I Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: But the the Svaristana is it's a it's it's i create i create and the root chakra is i am okay okay and then the the safari is i create and the chakras go on to say things like i do or i think or i speak and and they just move on and on and on but this is often depicted as a six-petaled lotus Okay, and it is again in the bowl of the belly and it's something to if you're using chakras in your witchcraft I think that it's important to think about it as as water it's a flowing thing and just like the tide there are going to be times when your sensual experience of the world is like at its peak and you are like you are that picture of like biting into a juicy strawberry Mm -hmm. and then there's going to be times when you're like i don't want to touch this world Mm. like i don't want to interact with it i don't want to feel it and we've Mm. i'm I'm sure there are some people maybe for whom that has not happened to them but like for a lot of us that's a feeling that we can really relate to yeah and if it helps as a meditation technique and again i am not a mental health professional i want to be very clear I'm not saying this will solve your problems, but if it helps when you're meditating, if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling like disconnected from the world and your physical experience of it, it might be worthwhile to think about that spinning little pool of energy in your belly and think like, what color is it? How is it moving? How can I send my focus and my attention and my breath to this place to send Prana there, to send my energy there? Because that's what attention is. Mm-hmm. Attention is energy, and it's the greatest gift we can give ourselves is our attention. Yeah. I think. And so it might not fix your problems, but it might help you contextualize how you're feeling, right to think about this sort of subtle body, metaphor of a place and say how can I nurture that
0: can you define
1: prana for people prana life force cool so when you hear the word just in case people didn't know you're gonna hear especially if you go to a yoga studio you're gonna hear the word pranayama a lot pranayama meaning uh, life force and basically it's been simplified to mean your breath mm. Okay. So for example, your Ujjayi pranayama means victorious breath. Nice. Uh, but as with all Sanskrit words, they are much more poetic and beautiful than that. Oh. Yeah.
0: yeah. So just hearing them. <laughs> Svadhisthana.
1: Svadhisthana. Yeah. Um, my favorite one to say is Ajna.
0: Ajna. What's oh. that mean? Oh, that's the Yeah. Third eye. Third eye center. Yeah
1: we'll get there yeah because spoiler alert this is part of a series
0: but again we're gonna take it we're gonna talk about other things before we get to yes. three and four just we're, like the
1: major icon we're
0: smattering stuff all over the place because uh, you know
1: because that's just how we yeah
0: because it. <laughs> it's hard for us to stay focused on one thing for there's like just, six or seven weeks yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: there's just so much to learn
0: and so much to talk about yeah um,
1: I think my favorite way to think about the chakras is as a reference point, as a sort of check-in spot. I certainly don't, I mean, I don't, like if I have a sore throat or, or like a a block in my throat, I don't think, oh, my throat chakra is blocked. I, (laughs) I might think, why am I having a hard time speaking? and or like why am I having such a hard time communicating or why can't I shut up like that like why can't I just I have that problem and and it's a it's a real I'm certain it's a symptom of ADHD the the way that I tend to overshare Mm -hmm. especially around new people or or talk about things that 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 are not relevant to a situation and just keep going and going and going. And like sometimes I check in with my throat, my throat, and I think, "Why why is my communication so unbalanced right now?" And it helps to visualize that that beautiful blue space. Yeah. And like like what can I do to stimulate that space? And what can I use in my witchcraft, my magic to to help me Unstick yeah. that space. Because I, I think of it less as closing and opening and more of like something is gumming up the spinning of that wheel.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that visualization a lot better. Here's what I also love it, it again, not doctors, not saying to ignore your, uh, your practitioner, please listen to them and don't change anything. But it feels like this would be a very complimentary practice to help manage ADHD.
1: <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And it's it certainly is a great visualizing exercise for, yeah. for creating a point of focus yeah. if you have a hard time focusing.
0: Yeah. I, I deal with depression sometimes, and it's so very interesting. And when we get to our sparks today, I'm so excited because this is going to tie in a little bit. But dealing with the little that I knew about chakras – when I really start to feel disengaged it's like okay I do some of the same check-ins that you were doing I I've always related them to my witchcraft and meditation practice which I'm sure was born out of this very tiny weensy weensy little knowledge that I had of this system from massage school but yeah, yeah. and I, to
1: to that point yeah I just want to say a lot almost Almost everything I have found from educators about Mm -hmm. the chakras say, think about them in the way that brings you the most out of it. You know, there's very little people who are like, this is wrong. Uh, They might say this is misguided or this is from Mm -hmm. this is from another system or or
0: or another practice or another practice
1: or or this has been altered but there's very few things i've found that are like this is wrong and you're wrong for thinking it mm-hmm. instead it's like if this helps you please do this yeah and if it if it helps you to visualize it this way please do this and i love that
0: yeah <laughs> i love that because yeah.
1: ancient texts don't really there's not a lot of truly ancient, ancient texts that talk about yoga like we know it, that mm-hmm. talk about the chakra systems like we know it, that that deal with that kind of metaphysical practice like we know it now. It's a lot of newer, newer thought.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of that comes from, like I said before, the feedback loop between the Western world and the Eastern world. Yeah. because the Western world's been innovating and colonizing the Eastern world for a real hecking long time. Yeah. And that's not to say that, that the, the thought practices and the metaphysical practices that came out of that are invalid. It just means that, that be aware of people who are like, this is ancient knowledge and is therefore (laughs) infallible because no, and, you know, and sometimes ancient knowledge <laughs> is r- not y- yeah. great. <laughs> I
0: mean, when we think about the Celts, there are a lot of practices that, you know, even though I practice Celtic witchcraft, there are a lot of things that the Celts actually did. And the Celts, that's even a more complicated. Who are the Celts? And their origin story is totally different. But there are a lot of their practices that I'm like, yeah, not so much anymore. Not I'm so much not gonna, anymore. Yeah, not going to be doing that. But thank yeah. you. Yeah. So it's really, and it's also very interesting, too. I think when we talk about colonization, I've been going with the research that I've, you know, tons and tons of research, obviously, these last, you know, seven years for me, but really intensified, of course, about, you know, 2016, is that it really stems from Britain. And then America, kind of, that is one of the bad habits they picked up from their dad, and <laughs> carried on and continued yeah. because you know Scottish, Irish, all of those were also incredibly oppressed and yeah. um, colonized as well. So, so they're they're doing their own decolonize d de- yeah. <laughs> uncolonizing themselves and so it's yeah. happening all over the place and i love it i love that we're all waking up and yeah. that we're all talking about this and we're
1: there's a yeah. there's a sort of dangerous practice uh, particularly in the field of medicine mm. uh I can't, it's called like ancient knowledge bias or something. Yeah. And. I
0: knew you were going there. And
1: I think that it's important to remember that it doesn't just apply to medicine. No. It applies to a lot of things that are like, oh, well, this is the ancient way of doing it. And like.
0: And that kills people. Like
1: radical, like cool. There's yeah. an ancient way to do this like practice, but also like maybe it doesn't work in this today world. No. No. Just because it is ancient doesn't mean it's still correct yeah and i think i think that the study of the subtle body is really beautiful and important yeah and i think that to to try to gatekeep it or lock it in kind of like a box is really really unfair to the originators of yeah the practice. and yeah oh i love that because like yeah. yoga used to be sitting in a cave chanting all day that's all
0: which sometimes i do want to do i'm yeah, not truly. gonna lie.
1: like can i please sit <laughs> in the mountains and i would like to do that Thank chant you. all day that'd be dope um but but like there are so many types of Energetic systems, right? And they all have similarities and they all have well, because differences, but like there
0: are bodies and the way that those particular humans in that particular region's interpreted those parts of the body, exactly. For example,
1: I don't know anything about Chinese medicine, yeah, but I know that they use a lot of the same checkpoints as Vedic medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, And, and it was
0: developed independently this is what I also find so interesting I don't know if anybody's read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert great book y'all really really great book but she mentions the fact that she had an idea for a story and it's one of my favorite I just love this story she had an idea for a story and she had sat down and she wrote a lot of notes and she even did the outline but she kept not getting to it and kept not getting it And two years later, she had a meeting with a really good friend of hers, Anne Lamott, uh, who, who is also a writer. And they were just, you know, having lunch and they got around to, hey, what are you working on? And Anne said, well, I'm almost about to turn in my first draft to my publisher, this new story. So I'll go ahead and share it with you. And it was almost identical to the one that Elizabeth had started two years ago and they'd never talked. It wasn't that, you know, Anne went out and stole it or whatever like that. And I love Elizabeth's uh, view on this. It's like the muses are out there and they are talking to you. And if you ignore them, they're going to find somebody else to tell their story. And I just think, you know, when I think about the higher consciousness and what we tap into um, and that that is happening and that we interpret it for where we are in our physical bodies and geographical locations. So I I think it's great.
1: There's a there's a really it's deeply westernized and it's but it's really widely um used as like a teaching tool, particularly for like yoga teachers. Oh. And it's it's called the Eight Limbed Path. Oh I've heard of that. And it's I don't know it, but I've heard of it. It's super simplified and it's super westernized. But it helps me to do like internal accountability checks Got it. and i think that as long as you understand the context of something mm-hmm. and you're not proselytizing it as though it is your baby right. and right. you're and you're like keeping perspective on that thing mm-hmm. if it helps you and it doesn't hurt anybody yeah use it which is why i think it's so great that so many teachers are like however you want to imagine the chakras do it because there's a million guided meditations out there that are like imagine like this swirling blue light or or um like they'll they'll talk about For example, if you wanted to open the front space of your heart chakra, you would, like, draw your shoulders back, open up your heart, do some backbending shapes. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to focus on the receiving of love or compassion or kindness, you would do, like, folds and curls to open up the back side of your heart space. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of practices that think about it very literally. And for a lot of people, that helps. That helps. Yeah. Um. But like with all the things we talk about on this podcast, I just wanna say research it. Yeah. Learn about it. Do your homework and like really if it's interesting to you or it's useful to you or it brings you some kind of peace. Yeah. Like go look about go look for stuff about it.
0: Use what works for you, leave the rest. Yes. Yeah. Do the thing. Well, thank you, Corey. I'm excited for the next one now.
1: I feel like I talked a lot. I, it was uh, you you were teaching. <laughs> I
0: love that, and it was a great conversation and I loved being able to chat with you.
1: Yeah. Well, hey.
0: Yeah. Let's send up some sparks. Okay. In the time it took to light that sparkler, a visitor has joined us, and so you might hear her purring. In the background, but Chitty. I'm I'm not gonna try to kick her out. So my spark, I have a, a twofold spark. I've I've shouted out Anita coaching before. I shouted her out when I shouted out the Tarot Lady community. She is part of that, and I have uh, started working with her on body body my relationship with my body and by the time this drops and you hear it I will have had a couple more sessions with her and I'm just absolutely smitten with her and I will link her Uh, she does have a private account and so if she doesn't accept you please don't feel bad about that but she introduced me to Lauren Higgins DMT and she's a dance movement therapist
1: i love that it's
0: so amazing and her instagram page and i i have just discovered her so i haven't like had headed out to the internet to see her website or all of her other offerings but just her instagram page it encourages you to move your body and ways to move your body, a somatic body work, and just the little tips. There's one of her dances where she's dancing, and of course it has that um, TikTok feel of the words popping up and telling you what to do and about looking upwards and if you look up for a while and how that changes your perspective and just about the thing that Corey was talking about earlier in the episode about how Uh, We sometimes just want to leave the planet, some of us do, and it's just like, oh, And, and that for me, and I'm not saying this should be for you, but when I get that, it's like, oh, I'm down. I'm depressed about something. What is going on? And I've started using this somatic movement and looking up and putting my hands up and just mindfully doing that. And I am feeling really good. So...
1: I love that. It's, there's, again, we see the crossover between theater. Yep. Witchcraft. Yep. Mental health. Yep. And, uh, like, energetic body work.
0: So true. So here's the thing, too. Energetic body work, that is, for me, that is all witchcraft. That, and I... That's fair. Yeah, I cannot... I cannot practice witchcraft to the best of my ability without being mindful and present and um, allowing myself to know where my body is Mm -hmm. and leave my body and come back to my body. At least that's part of my witchcraft practice. And so this movement stuff, I've already started to, I incorporated it into a spell last night as a matter of fact and it worked really well and i was and it's not that i haven't done that type of movement before but it was with a different type of awareness and knowledge and just new vocabulary i love that. to apply to it and and then i also i talk a lot about vocabulary but i also want to say sometimes the, i don't think words are important they are but sometimes just letting all that go is mm-hmm. also important and that even though I had that new vocabulary from her I also was able to just like let it go and go into my other part of my witchcraft which is something that I can't necessarily articulate nor do I want to yeah there you go so but yes words are important words 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 so that's my spark and I'll go ahead and link them both
1: now I have that song stuck in my head thanks a lot which one words 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 i'm so sick of words i don't know that song i hear words all day through first from him now from you it's from my fair lady
0: oh is that all you blackbirds can do lovely yeah nice voice thanks what about you Corey? what's your spark this year Uh, this year (laughs) what's your spark this week we're
1: not even drinking (laughs) Uh, yet (laughs) oh but i did make a really delicious gin drink last night with the strawberry syrup i made (gasps) i still had a little leftover uh anyway i have two sparks this week okay uh and the first spark because we were talking about chakras which are inextricably linked for me with yoga now because that's just how my training was i want to talk about uh this amazing black woman yogi named my name is jessamine
0: Oh, I love her! Oh my gosh, I love her
1: so much. Yeah, she's <laughs> tremendous, and she actually just did a collab with me Undies, which had me super stoked. But she's a am- she's amazing, and I love her because she. I just love that she is so, uh, like real and frank about the way that she feels and the way that she exists in the world and and how like beautiful and unapologetically she does so. Because uh, you may or may not know, but being a fat woman on the internet opens you up to a lot of uh, scrutiny bullshit. and bullshit yeah. and like, real garbage behavior.
0: I saw something yesterday that I thought, I think this dude's trying to be nice, but
1: it's not working. Yeah, it,
0: it was It was like, it's not your fault. If you're Ugh. overweight, it's a chronic illness. And I'm Ew. like, fuck you. Yeah, Fuck you. Uh, yeah. yeah, anyway. anyway
1: but uh, she, without falling into the pigeonhole that a lot of fat women on the internet tend to fall into, which is like being a body positivity icon. She doesn't, that's not her jam. Her jam is like, Radical, beautiful, unapologetic self-love. And she does these videos where she like meditates and smokes a bowl and then yep. does these incredible practices in her underwear. And I'm like, I want to go do that right now.
0: Her yoga stuff is so accessible.
1: It just reminds me to... Um, it just reminds me to love moving my body. hmm And...
0: Wow! Yeah, she's how wonderful. wild that this chakra talk has put us both in this body movement thing. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful.
1: Uh, but my other spark is uh, if you watch BuzzFeed mm-hmm. uh, and if you watch the channel of BuzzFeed called Perolike, which is the Latinx uh, channel, basically okay. of BuzzFeed. Uh, there's a guy person. There's a person. I don't actually know what, I think his pronouns are he, him, Uh, but I'm going to use they because I'm not sure. Uh, This wonderful person named Curly Velasquez, Uh, they on Instagram are at the Curly V show and they talk a lot, they're comedy, like lots of funny stuff, uh, lots of fashion stuff, but also a lot of brujería
0: oh Um, yes they
1: talk about their sweet little salvadorian uh, abuela all the time and and there's just a lot of really like awesome low-key this is just part of my life kind of brujeria Mm -hmm. and uh, I just love them Mm. I just love them so not that they need my shout out because they have (laughs) 367 thousand followers doesn't matter we love them I just love them, and I I want to um, bring a little joy into your life by bringing them into your life too.
0: One of our listeners, growing baby Brujo. Yep. His heritage is El Salvadorian, and he yes. was talking about uh, some great food the night of um, the spring equinox that oh, that yeah. he was doing. And I am obsessed with Salvadorian culture.
1: Salvadoran culture, Salvadoran food, Salvador yeah. like. I would love to go to El Salvador. Yeah, there's so many places in Central America that I want to go. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. I'm looking into getting uh, a tutor to learn Spanish because oh, Duolingo is wow. not doing it for me. If, I'll keep you updated about that. Anyway, cool. that's my sparks. That's my sparks today. Cool. Well, thank you, Corey. This was.
0: I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned I talked a, lot. a lot. I you did not talk as much as you think you did, but okay. I feel like I did. Yeah. Well, you know, you had things <laughs> to say that are important for all of us. knowing. I'm, I'm excited to go in with a little bit more awareness into my spell work and into my, uh, my daily practice and meditations uh, with the goddess and yeah. just with this new layer.
1: What's cool about this layer too, I think, is that. It might bring a little extra awareness when you're doing a spell to to ask yourself, "Where do I feel this spell in my body?" Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that might inform how you use your words or how you move your body or or where your attention goes. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, next time you're doing a spell or writing a spell or or meditating, just say, "Where do I feel this in my body?" Mm-hmm. And like, I love it. Maybe that's like a fun thing you could journal about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, until next week, be well,
0: harm none, and don't forget, you are magic. Bow, 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 bow. Bow. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast.
1: And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes.
0: You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out.
1: You can catch us on Twitter at bonfirebabble or on Facebook at bonfirebabblepodcast or on Instagram
0: at bonfirebabblepodcast, which is where we spend most of our time.
1: Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now, at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! hoo <laughs> uh, It's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website
0: will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com.
1: You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would
0: like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle.
1: The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.